Welcome to Pixelated Realms, your guide through the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host, Alex Salerno, and alongside me is my brother, Tyler, and my good friend, Dustin. How are you guys doing? Hey, hey, welcome back, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? Another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about some some fun stuff. We got, what, trophies and achievements we're going to talk about a little bit. Uh, the reviews for Suicide Squad, yeah. and uh, you know, industry executive says there's too many games. So we got a lot of good <laughs> topics to talk about. That's it's breaking funny to, news. <laughs> yeah, too many games. Uh, I could have uh. told you that, but uh, no housekeeping either. So let's just dive right into it. What have you guys been playing? What have you guys been up to? All right, Tyler. <laughs> All right, I'll get it started. First and foremost, uh, big shout outs uh, to Dave Lewis for uh, helping us upgrade some of our equipment set up here. Uh, I hope the new microphone is sounding good. Um, <laughs> what have I been playing? Well, you know, one thing that's been really exciting lately is um, I don't know if any of our, our Elder Scrolls fans saw um, there was a basically i don't i don't know what we want to call this a it's not quite a remaster but someone took the daggerfall uh game assets and mapped it onto the unity engine so there was a re kind of what, what do we call that remaster remake well uh mod <laughs> i it's hard to say because it's not an official game right but that's right. is, is not licensing this so i don't know how is this even legal or what so, i'm assuming it's not monetized is that right of course not. No, it's free. Yeah, Everything's okay. free. Yeah. So then Dra- it's like Daggerfall a- is also free, so it doesn't yeah, have an issue. Um but yeah, it's it runs great. And as someone who's always like wanted to play Daggerfall, um, who loves all the Elder Scrolls games, you know, but was just looking for like maybe a little bit of a more modern accessibility to it. Um it, it's great. You know, I love that we're we're in this era where like people are taking, you know, maybe some really incredible games um and you know, adding the more modern kind of like movements and and key mapping and things that we've kind of developed over the years and and allowing them to be even more playable. Another great example of this is GoldenEye sixty four. Uh, you can play that at sixty frames per second with a mouse and keyboard now, and it's just an incredible shooter. If you have not played that, it is so much fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> like Daggerfall. Sniping people across the map with a. It's. With it, the... I mean, it's. It feels so good, especially like when you're not using the. If you guys didn't play Golden Golden Eye sixty four uh, on a, uh, you know, on a uh, Nintendo sixty four controller, you don't even know like what it's the like pain. trying to shoot someone. Yeah, the pain. I, just, I I have it on um the Switch because they have that that emulator that's like official, and it's still hard on that. Even with the it's dual, it's still not like the same. Yeah, yeah you're like. Uh, clunky like turns because i completed every achievement in goldeneye i got every cheat code faulty in under a minute and 50 seconds which was insane you said to run through the level i remember doing that too did you have a full i had a folder of printed out paper sheets of what i needed to do to get all the cheats and i would like whip out my folder and be like all right what's today's goal trying to unlock all the cheats I don't remember. Yeah, there wasn't like a fucking internet back then, right? Like we have today. No. So I don't know how I kept track of them. I probably had like a like. I a, mean, there was the internet, but it was slow, and you like we didn't have. It was the, harder we, to find things, you know. Like, we didn't have. It was GameFAQ, which was just a, a, Game a text facts. file that they would upload to the internet. Yeah, I probably had <laughs> I, a Nintendo guide back when that was a thing. 
uh yeah nintendo power or whatever or the guide yeah i remember that game is such a great game i know we started with daggerfall and now we're talking about double seven let's let's loop back around (laughs) but it's it's really fun uh definitely check it out uh just a quick google away but um yeah i'm having fun so far making random characters as um but there's just some of some of those old like 90s you know like uh like style like you know more like ideas that ha- hadn't been quite fleshed out things we didn't have you know ready for like morrowind or skyrim or or oblivion uh sorry guys cat aggro um is uh it's it's not there so i'm trying to get used to it um but like everyone assures me it's such a deep and awesome game so i'm like tr- i'm really trying to be patient with it i i haven't obviously played that one that one's even before that one's like an oldie so does it feel like a like an elder scrolls bethesda game like what is it even like what like describe it, it. I don't I know nothing about it. I mean I know I it's like, an oldie. I, it's like the, yeah. it's the second Elder Scrolls game, right? I believe. Right. Correct. It is the second Elder Scrolls game. Uh it's I I I don't know how to describe it without just like trying to give you comparison, but like I maybe you could even say like it kind of looks like Doom, like the old Doom. Mm-hmm. Um excuse me. But the scale of the game is really massive and I'd love to hear about how that was achieved because it's it's huge and you can fast travel, but the fast travel is also very specific. Like it'll be like, you know, like type in the city you want to go to. It, it kind of has a more like interesting. It's very exploration based, like and and much like you know more. Or if you ever you know played Morrowind, it's like the attention to details that you need to like progress in your story is very high they throw you, you know, in the requires... deep end of the pool yeah you just start in a dungeon right and mm-hmm. and you just kind of are expected to kind of figure it out from there yeah. good um, luck yeah but it's really cool i i'm i love like classic games and i i specifically have a special place in my heart for 90s games so um i'm i'm looking forward to playing through this yeah it's really cool that we like that's one of the the, the coolest parts about the game industry is that somebody like it this isn't a true indie game this is a team of people who are not a company i'm assuming maybe they are i'll have to get more information but like that are just like hey we really love this game and we're just gonna go and make it and that is really cool like not very many you know it's it's not like it's like a fan movie but a fan game you know i find that really cool it's like uh have you seen the the bloodborne demake that um somebody did like there's just some really cool stuff they made a bloodborne but in the style of like n64 graphics or like oh really and they even made a go-kart racer out of bloodborne it's so funny but it's really (laughs) cool and it's really like high quality obviously these people are in the industry but it is uh it's really cool that 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 kind of like stuff can happen and that's what makes the gaming industry so cool and so creative and so passionate like people who are really passionate about video games and i think that if (laughs) like people were like hey Video games are, it's illegal to make money on video games now. I think we would still have video games. You know, we wouldn't have these AAA video games, but I think we would still have video games. And that's kind of a cool thing. The video game underground, the great, uh, yeah. The black market. (laughs) The great black market, yeah. Uh, Dustin, you want to talk about the finals? Yeah. So, been playing the finals, uh, mostly with Alex. Uh, It's a really fun game. Like, it's, you know, very simple concept. Like, it's just a shooter. I love that it's three versus three because, you know, mm-hmm. finding, like, big squads is always difficult when you are got your older group of friends playing less, I guess. 
pod group, but you know, with the finals, no, it's fun. It's three v three. Like, there's enough difference between the characters, the guns, um, everything. The, the they have two different modes in the game. One is like you get money for killing somebody in the game, and you, they drop coins, and you collect them, and it's the first team to deposit forty thousand coins wins that round. Um, and then the other one is you have they have basically vaults on the in the game on the level and you go get those and the same thing you collect the money from the vaults and then you go and deposit them um, and for each vault you claim you get 10,000 it's the first team to claim three uh, vaults wins the round um, so yeah the level the the gameplay is very fun and different between the two levels um, the only big thing I hate is the gunplay is like really bad like I don't oh, know really? if any of you guys have played PUBG, but like the first time you oh, play yeah. PUBG, you're just like, I can't fucking shoot any of these guns. They all suck. Like the like that's so wonky feeling. And then you know you play for a while, while and agree. you learn how the guns work and it becomes easier. The finals is very similar, at least was for me. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. not a smooth gunplay system at all. So if you're a big yeah. COD guy or Battlefield or yeah. You've been playing Remnant it, too, and you're used to like this, like just real smooth gun like stuff. Like th- the finals isn't going to be it, but um, you know, get w- fucking power through it and just yeah. learn how to <laughs> because the game is pretty fun. Yeah, and it's free to play, which you know is is pretty right. good. You can't really like complain too much. And I agree, the gunplay is a little weird, but you know, the more that we play it, and I actually kind of think that was almost intentional. Because the, the gunplay is kind of weird. So the guns aren't very accurate, just in general. They yeah. You basically, in order to get a kill, you would have to basically unload into their head, like at point-blank range. But because yeah. it's like a 3v3v3v3 game, I think they do that on purpose. It's more squad killing. Exactly, to encourage yeah. squad-based gameplay, as opposed to these like Mavericks that run around and go can kill everybody. So they're like, hey, you, you can try and do that, but the guns aren't going to really support that. And um, I think that's an intentional decision. It's an interesting now point. that we yeah. play it. Because at first I was like, you know, I, exactly like you were saying, like I'm used to Call of Duty where I can go and just like, wreck every fool. But now if I run in by myself and try and 1v3 everybody, I'm going to get killed no matter how skilled I am. There's no, yeah. there's no way unless I do some, you know, I mean, yeah, you can get lucky or whatever. But like generally, you're just not going to be able to do it. It's just not going to yeah. happen. And I think that's actually very intentional. Hmm. Yeah, interesting idea. Really great point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I've play, I've been playing playing it a little bit too. Um, I like that. I like that the buildings are destructible and we have that destructible terrain. But I gotta say, like, it just gets chaotic. Like, I, <laughs> I, so, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's just I'm old now, and like that's just the reality of it. But. I, I at sometimes like we're running in and and Alex I think you're right I think it's a squad based game as soon as you become a solo player in that game like it goes downhill and there's there's nothing you can do really it doesn't matter how good of shooting you are I've unloaded whole clips into people's heads at least it felt like and they're still standing um but then like it just no, seems you, like the I just have to reload <laughs> yeah it's like it just feels like we run over to the objective and then just everything 
explodes and the building we're in just becomes rubble and then i'm like what is going on i'm like the dude in saving private ryan was shell like i don't, I don't yeah. even know what and that's to kind do of next. the fun of it though right like the, the the game has some very interesting mechanics like they have these things called goo grenades that when you throw it it explodes it's like goo wall and it, it you can use it for cover um and then it has uh you know like pyro grenades and you have like revives and you know you have all these like gadgets that you can use that makes the game very interesting and fun so it's like uh it's not a tactical shooter it's a squad based arcade kind of shooter and yeah. i think if it, once you kind of wrap your head around that it's not call of duty i think that makes it a lot a lot more fun and like i actually like the destruction i like the chaos of it because you can use that to your advantage you know what i mean like if yeah. somebody is like you know really hold down and and bunkered in you're like all right i'm just gonna blow up the building around them and or i'm gonna go <laughs> a floor below where the objective is and i'm gonna blow the floor out and i'm gonna let it drop down like it's actually <laughs> kind of fun yeah, yeah. i hate the fucking yeah, i mean show. i hope it's successful uh, i it's really fr- I, I'd say more honestly than the gunplay for me. Like the most frustrating thing for me is like traversing the map because oh, they'll yeah. have like bolts over here, and like there are just so many places you can get stuck. Or like there's the one map where it's kind of like uh, like Italy, I would assume. Like at least it feels like that, like a Mediterranean oh, city. Yeah. Kind I'm of pretty thing. sure the developers yeah. are in Europe, so a lot of it it's all like Europe based. But, like, they'll have, like, a vault upstairs in a room, and it's, like, if you, like, you could be, like, literally right fucking next to it, you go up the wrong staircase, and, like, yeah. there's just no way to get there. You have to, like, go back down. And in a game where, yeah. like, you have squads chasing. Or you chasing, blow up the wall. Yeah, I guess. But not but, every class can blow up the wall, you know? <laughs> like, right, at, at right. moment's notice, yeah. But, like, yeah, it's super frustrating for me. Like, I'm running, and I go down an alley, and I'm, like, it's fucking dead end. I have to go back, and it's, like, god damn it. It's like I definitely very felt that, but it's yeah. pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, I mean the I've... game. As the game feels like it has a very, very, very strong core, very strong base foundation. Um, it does have like it does feel like that they're kind of waiting to see if it becomes popular or not, and then yeah. you know add more to it. Like um, that's how it feels like. There's only what like four maps. And then there's only two game modes and stuff like that. And so, and there, but there is a, like a tournament mode and some things, but uh, it feels to uh, me also, like they're like, they're gearing up, right? They're yeah. like saying like, it's in that game, can I character a grappling hook? I can just like, I, does the light, it's character? one of the classes. Yeah. One of the yeah, classes has one. The light character can do yeah. that. <laughs> it's like their starting ability. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh Yeah. I gotta call that game out though for having like the silliest tutorial I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> it's like it's literally like, do you want to play the tutorial? Yeah, sure. And you hop in, and it's just like, pick up this box, okay? Put it in this thing. Done. And that's it. That's the whole tutorial. And I was like, that was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like the demo level that developers use to test the game. That they just like were like, hey, like, like, just let them play in it exactly yeah exactly but oh, i mean we're, i mean it's a free game worth playing yeah all right alex what are you playing uh i've actually been playing a a little bit of diablo 4 again i wanted to give it another wow. chance so you know when it first came out we we really liked it and we've been playing um and we played like a lot of it and i i i have i don't know even i probably like 100 hours or so in the game because i went through and i beat the story um, I have a druid character, and then I was like, you know, there's a new season coming up in a week, so I was like, 
maybe I'll give it another chance. So I've been playing that a little bit. I've been trying to get my character to level 100. And it's 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 a slog, man. It's a it's yeah. it's just like once you get past a certain point, I want to say I don't remember exactly, but like maybe past level sixty or whatever, everything, all the content beyond that is not really designed to help you at all, and so it's just very repetitive. You end up just doing these same dungeons over and over and over and over and over and over again, and it's so grindy. And like I, I have so like I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking like mad shit about Diablo because here's the thing. The story I thought was actually really good. The yeah. mechanics overall are very solid. Um, the the loot, the the abilities, the characters, the world building, all that stuff is very solid. Um, and I think it's I think it's in a good place, but it needs there's there's a certain level of polish or maybe not polish isn't the right word. Cause I feel like the game is actually pretty it's polished, like but the gameplay loop. Exactly. The, the, the content needs some work and it at post story. Once you get past the story, the, the game kind of falls off. And like the thing with Diablo four is it's inherently a live service game. That's right. It's not a, you beat the story and it's over. It is designed to basically be a live service game. I don't know if they officially call it a live service or whatever, but let, like, if they don't, they're fooling themselves. It's a live service game, and yeah. it, I mean, it has seasons, so I guess that would be enough yeah. to call I mean, it a live it service. Kind of defines so, it, yeah. But I mean, don't even get. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah, let's get a little bit into the seasons. <laughs> so, seasons, in my opinion, are wasted, and. I know. So, like, for those who aren't familiar with the Diablo seasons, what happens is you have to create a new character for the seasons, and then you to, and then you play the content, and that makes zero sense to me. There's mm. no like, and I get it. People are going to come out in the comments and say, "Well, that's what Diablo three did." Well, you know what? This isn't Diablo three, and I think it was wrong in Diablo three as well. And what ends up happening is you you spend hours building this character. And to me, like the beauty in the loop of games like this are is you spend time building a character that you feel connected to, that you uh, attach your 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 image to, basically, and you're saying like, "Hey, this is me in the game." And just for them to come out with a new season and say, "Hey, to play the new content, you have to completely destroy that and start over from scratch," is completely opposite of what I think the game is emotional connection is and hmm. let's like the emotional connection to video games is why we play a video game you want to feel you want to feel like adventure you want to feel these things so if i have to feel like i'm restarting every three months it's completely opposite of what the purpose of the game is hmm. and and so like uh like the content in the seasons i i've only played the first season there's only two out so far i never really played the second season but um right. From the first season, I remember the content was all right. It wasn't, it didn't like blow my socks off, but I just couldn't get past the fact that I had to create a new character. And I was like, you know, like I spent all this time min-maxing my character, getting it all right. Like really what they should be doing is they should create the new content. You should absolutely be able to use your old character. And mm -hmm. whether or not the, the buffs are temporary for that season and then you gain like, you know, cosmetics at, at the end or whatever it is. Like I, I don't honestly see a reason why you need a new character there's no reason for it um let me be level 100 and super powerful and then make the you know just scale the enemies um another thing that i was thinking about the other day was like i actually think 
I have a lot of thoughts about Diablo. <laughs> and one of them is like, I think Diablo would actually do really benefit from a roguelike content strategy, like mechanically. Hmm. Like, I think it would be such a prime candidate for that roguelike loop of, you know, you go into these dungeons and in the dungeon you get these buffs or whatever. And if you die, it resets the dungeon or or whatever. Like, I actually think Diablo would be such a prime thing for that and yeah, um, i mean i'm a little biased because i really like roguelike games and i want to put roguelike mechanics in every game that i play but i think diablo would be particularly set up for something like that uh i haven't really thought out the details of that obviously but i think <laughs> i think the the mechanics would be good yeah uh, and then i only have i have one more rant well actually I, unless you guys have something to say but I, my last rant and i might make a whole video on this like yeah, a short or something is that i the store is so fucking predatory so uh there was a set of armor in the store that i thought was pretty cool and i was like oh hey like you know i played the game for a while now and i have no problem spending a little bit of money on a game that i enjoy and so i was like all right let's see how much is this and i go and look and the armor that i want just the set of armor is $25 oh my gosh but that's not the even the, the the craziest part so, like, $25 is a lot for just a cosmetic set of armor, in my opinion, but it's not, like, completely, uh, like, other games do that, too, right? Like, other games, like, it's not like, okay, okay, I can kind of get past that. The shittiest fucking part about it, though, is that's $25 per class. If you wanted that set of armor for each class, it's $25 per class. You don't, it's... It, like are you freaking insane <laughs> it should be hey buy pay 25 dollars and get this set of armor for all the classes yeah no, no if i that's 25 dollars just for my druid set of armor and i'm like no fucking set of armor is worth that yeah. shit i i was like whatever happened it, to like the cool armor being like an in-game thing you know right like Right? And none of the armor sets in the game are nearly as cool as the ones you can buy on purpose, obviously. And I'm just thinking like, ugh, like have have you fallen so far, Blizzard? Like, there's a tactical way. So desperate. It is. There's, there is a way to do... And like, listen, I'm not shitting on microtransactions completely. I understand that gaming companies need to find ways to make money. Gaming costs more now than it ever has. I understand that. I'm not pretending to, to say that like all games should just be their, like, you know, whatever. Like they got to make their money. And on a live service game, you got to make your money. But that is just disgusting and predatory. And like companies need to realize that people aren't going to like deal with that shit anymore. And you know we got to vote with our wallet and the shitty thing is there's like you know really wealthy people out there who are you know or streamers or whatever who who take donations and then buy it and and, you know whatever that are are these whales that are funding this like um you know i i listened to that guy we recommended in the last podcast pirate software um real quick I don't believe his voice is actually that deep. I think he's using e- EQ. <laughs> I think there's no way his voice is that deep. He's like he's like a bass. Like he's like he's so deep. Did you he's see like, his episode everybody. about that? He like no. went to the doctor and was like, "What the hell happened?" And the guy's like, "Basically, you have like thirty year old puberty, second puberty." And he's like, "Shit!" <laughs> oh my god, I'll have to listen to that episode. It's really but funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. His voice is so deep. No, he but- has videos from when his voice wasn't that deep. 
Oh, yeah. it like happened after. That's when he crazy. was an adult. Yeah, when he was an adult. Oh my god, that is so super wild. funny. It's super but, funny. Um, he he has. Oh my god, I totally lost my train of thought now. Oh no, I remember. Um, so he talked about how um the mic a a world. So he worked, I guess, on WoW and StarCraft, and. Yep. He said that when they released the microtransaction store in World of Warcraft, the very first ever um, thing that they released was this horse. And that horse yeah. made more money than all of StarCraft. Yeah. Two, I think. I don't remember exactly. I'm assuming two. but It was StarCraft 2. Because StarCraft 1 wasn't even out. But um, he, he could have been comparing the old ones. But one of the StarCrafts, and I was like, wow, that is amazing. And it's Isn't that whales. crazy? If there's that many whales out there. I mean, that was probably a very specific, you know, use case. But like there's so many people out there that are gonna pay all this like extraordinary amount of exorbitant amount of money that the companies are like, We don't care. Like we are making money hand over fist. And it's yeah, just I disgusting. Mean, why would you not offer something that is once it's created is essentially just free digitally, right? Like it's just a code at that point. They're not selling any product. It is free money. And you know, and we've all been there too. I, I I'm not I don't know if this is in defense of or for, it's just a, a realization, right? Anyone who's played a game just like yourself, and in this case Diablo 4, you play it enough, you're like, you know what? I feel like $10 to look a little cooler would enhance my experience. Okay, cool. You go to the store, and like to some degree, that's fine. And I'm fine mm -hmm. with it too. Like League of Legends, I think, is the perfect example of kind of like doing microtransactions as in as kind of you know i don't know fair how, how acceptable fair thank you yeah. fair away <laughs> as possible because it's like you could play league of legends for ten thousand hours man and, but like at some point i'm like you know what that skin i keep seeing it's really cool I, it's worth the money and i'll drop the money and get it but like $25 for a set of armor when like in diablo i was always just being used to like getting that armor myself i don't know it feels like it takes away from the game like you have to be really careful about how you offer these bonus materials and how that's going to affect the game there's a couple of games i really like that that they offer basically pay to win you know options and it's like you can pay to get more mm -hmm. experience and and it's like do they uh, yeah. i understand that money is amazing but are you realizing that you're kind of like bricking your entire game because of it um mm -hmm. so yeah no, it's it's particular yeah so i don't like pay to win mechanics but when i worked on some game i forgot which game it is now um uh, it had pay to win mechanics in it um uh, i think they ended up being scrapped but um the thought processes was not everyone has all these fucking hours before in the games. So why right. should a working professional like us or the people with kids and that be, have to be so far behind everyone else, mm -hmm. right? So it, it, it was an opportunity in the way we, we messaged it was like, hey, yes, the hardcore people are going to just drop money on this, level up their characters and dominate. But what about the people, and there's going to be the people who want to earn actually, but what about the people who just don't have the time to get to max level right away and be competitive? So it's an opportunity for those people to spend money and get to where they want to be so they still have as much of an enjoyable experience as everyone else uh, without having to put in the countless grinding hours. So I don't like pay to win, 
but I could see an argument in that way where it kind of makes sense. Unfortunately, like I said, it gets abused by the whales who then just day one will fucking shoot their count up and then their max level and then like they're just dominating early. But, uh, I, but it's I also a, like uh-huh. I have a counter to your counter. So um, a, I, I, I mean, I agree with that logic. Like, I, I'm not saying that's wrong, but um, you know who does uh, a non pay to win version of that same thing is like, wow, for instance, does a really good way. It does something where they when you're logged off, you accumulate double XP over. And then when you come back, you have like hey, this amount of XP, you get double until you hit that threshold. And then it goes back to normal to kind of account for your time off, right? So there, yeah. I feel like there are also other ways you can do this without paying. But I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I I get the logic behind that. Speaking of wow, yeah, I was going to earlier yeah. though when you were ranting about uh, cosmetics, and I feel like I don't, I can't remember if there's transmog in Diablo Four. I think of course, there is. There is. But like, I feel like transmogging was like the beginning of the end of cool gear, and like, sure, maybe <laughs> if, like you. If you play like the end game raid and you get that tier set, yeah, they still look fucking awesome. But like, that's really the only gear in WoW at this point that looks fucking awesome. Everything else is just like this plain piece of shit gear that looks like yeah. crap. And because you can just go and pay to have it look like whatever you want it to look like. And like, well, I like that. As the resident WoW expert, like, <laughs> I can address that one specifically. So, like, in current WoW, so. I actually, and this is a longer conversation. Maybe we have time. Maybe we don't. But we need a we need like per- a wow episode. Yeah, well, that's coming, guys. Stay tuned. Um, in current wow, basically, you're you're obviously go you you start in like a normal raid, right? And then you go to heroic raid, then you go to mythic raid, and each of those items are going to be the same, but they're going to be different color variations as far as the set items that drop for your class. Um, and they do tend to look cooler, you know, unless you just don't like what what it looks like uh, in in general. Uh, so you really are like when I'm running mythic raids and I'm trying to get, you know, yes, of course, I want the upgraded gear. That's incredibly important. You know, do more damage, more health, all that good stuff. But like once I get that new look. Like, you can totally go and flaunt that. Like, there's really, you know, there's a few ways where you might be able to fudge it. But, like, for the most part, when I'm walking around in that mythic colored gear, like, I would see people and I'd be like, or or this is also a great example for mounts. There's some mounts that only drop or mount skins that only drop from the last boss of mythic. And you'd be like, shit, that person uh, cleared mythic. Like, that's kind of cool. I think I think one of the things that Dustin was trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that, like, you can now buy things that look cooler than those right? yeah and i guess that, like the end game stuff sure like the hardest things that like only the top couple percent of players actually want to get or can get it because the skill gap isn't there they don't have the people um like some of that stuff still looks cool and yeah like even if the gear looks a little plain like you know where it's from it's an achievement it's a flex right but like outside of like those small areas i do feel like the gear is like extremely basic even we'll, we'll yeah, even take well, this away from that We'll go to Valorant. Valorant has like these super fucking shitty guns that all are like Their just skins are guns. so crazy. Yeah, like it's <laughs> the just ones you buy. Basic one yeah. is just like this piece of shit gray scale looking gun, and then you have to buy the ones that look different. You know, so I, th- I think I give a pass though to games that are free to play because yeah. that's their only level of monetization. 
so they get a little bit more of a pass than other games do. Like, like for instance, Diablo 4, you have to pay the full $60, and yeah. then they put this bullshit on top of it. Well, while you're but paying for the game, and you're paying yeah. $15 a fucking month for the, mm-hmm, for yeah. the service thing. So, like, wow, you're really dedicating a lot of money every, yeah. like, to have that experience. I to have so, I mean, well, WoW, here's the thing. Wow, it doesn't... I'm not going to say there isn't purchasable like armor sets and things like that, but that's not exactly the focus. Um, they also have this thing called, um, oh, I'm sorry, guys, I haven't played retail in a little bit. It's the like, um, like the travelers. Uh, they, they basically introduced this new mechanic where you can, by doing things, you get these purchasable points, and by you can go in and oh, buy transmog yeah. items. Um, and so you get really cool stuff, and that's not that's free, you know. So like yeah. things like they, that, like, I think really, they yeah. Give you, like, there's like a monthly, yeah. There's a monthly like travelers catalog. I want. I'm sorry. I'm t- I'm totally totally forgetting what it was called. But basically, like they have mechanics for you to get those cool things even without paying. So I don't know. I don't think WoW was the fairest like comparison when it comes to like sure. this particular argument. Oh, wow. <laughs> and pets like the things that yeah are it's mostly mounts and pets that's correct that's correct which they you know they just released this really cool like tree dragon mount and i was kind of like i was like you know what that does look pretty cool like i kind of see why like that would cost more the original dragon wall planes that you had to grind i remember yeah i got the flex pets just fucking falling behind me um, cool. Well, I think this is a good part to transition to our into the rest of our shows. But uh, before we dive in, we I just wanted to say that we really appreciate all those who follow and subscribe to us. Um, we post new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. on podcast services and YouTube. You can also find us on Instagram threads and YouTube at Pixelated Realms Podcast. And soon as well, we might start. This is just you know, we literally only talked about this this morning, but we are kind of spitballing the idea of maybe streaming on Sundays. So keep keep uh go you know go ahead and look out for keep that those notifications. notifications on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then oh, and also I have not updated my document, so excuse me for being slow. But um if you would like to comment or add, you know, talk uh, ask us a question or anything like that, you can go to pixelatedrealms.org/ask. That's A S K and go ahead and drop a comment in there and at the end of the show we'll go ahead and read it. So thank you for everybody who has been has been writing into us so far. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, that being said, um trophies and achievements let's talk about that a little bit dustin tell me okay so this is how this conversation came up everyone i as you guys know i've been playing spider-man 2 i was very close to being done with spider-man 2 last time we talked i have now completed it and i went through and i've done everything so i have a 100 percent progress in spider-man 2 there's nothing left for me to do in the game but I realized afterwards that I did not get the last trophy because there are a bunch of trophies that PlayStation has created that don't actually have anything to do with the story. It's like, I have to fly across the city. I have to fail a trick. I have to like do so many tricks in the air. Like these little like random things that you normally wouldn't like, you know, think about. Um, And that's actually preventing me from like, I guess what's plotting the game. So wait, let me get this straight though. can I get this? I just want to get this straight and make sure I completely understand. So within the game itself, you have 100% completion. Yes. 
And that's okay, including but all you do not have within PlayStation. You do not have all of the trophies. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. I just wanted to make sure that was clear because I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in, in the game itself, like I've found all the spider bots. I've done all the hunter stuff. Like everything. Like there's literally nothing left I can do in the game that is attached to Spider Man Two, mm-hmm. um, the story or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I have not achieved every trophy because they're like more gimmicky things like, oh, you have to hmm. kill 25 guys from invisibility hanging upside down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of interesting for me because like I've been like really focused on trying to get 100% because I rarely do that. Uh, Alex and I think this might actually be like one of the first or second games I've ever actually mm-hmm. fully completed where it says 100% on there. And so I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting to me because I was thought I was done. But I guess technically in the eyes of trophies and platting, what's officially a platting the game, I'm not. So I don't have any desire to go and get those last trophies. I feel like 100% progress is good for me. But yeah, just kind of interesting for me, like um, that Mm -hmm. there is a difference between fully beating a game and like achieving everything that's done with the game with the developers intended. And then like what was created to then like give you a path of like trophies within playstation yeah Yeah. trophies uh, trophy like design is such an interesting like philosophy right because it's left up to the individual developers and so like each game is different but by the way you're so close you might as well just go and do it they're probably only going to take you like 30 minutes to do them all seven trophies total yeah probably probably, like really really small but i've thought about this a lot so actually i'm really glad you brought this up because I'm a I'm a platinum hunter a little bit. Not as hardcore as some people, but I like if there's a game that I like, I will go out of my way to try and get the platinum. I think I have something like 30 of them. Um which is a pretty good amount of number, pretty good number, but there's some people out there who have like hundreds or who will buy games that uh and I'm not talking shit. I'm just, you know, telling you like how it is. But they'll go and buy games that are like have like a you can get the platinum in like an hour kind of a game. And they'll like, you know, pad their numbers a little bit. So people do go for these. <laughs> um, but there's kind of a, a philosophy of how, like, what the, the trophies should be. And like, should they be, uh, most of the time, I'd say, though, they are not associated with the gameplay directly. Like you said, like, sometimes there'll be like, there'll be additional challenges. And right. um, I came up with this philosophy a while ago that I, um, so this isn't like the first time. I've thought of this and I I'll, I'll probably bring it back up again in the future, but I think, and um, just to be clear, so PlayStation, they, the way they do it is they have bronze, silver, gold, and platinum trophies. Um, so bronze are easier to get gold are harder to get platinum means you've gotten all of the other ones. Um, Xbox has just achievements where they don't differentiate between them. They do have points that you get associated with them, but like maybe one will give you a hundred points, maybe one will give you 200 points, whatever. Um, but the, the achievements are, are the same across the board. So in those ones, you just get like a hundred, a hundred percent. And then, uh, steam also has achievements, but they don't differentiate either. It's just either you get it or you don't. Um, but I think that PlayStation has the most well thought out version of that with the, with the, the, the platinum and the, the different mm-hmm. tiers of them. So I'm going to use this one as the example here. But um, one, I don't think multiplayer should ever come into factor of a of achievements because it just, it's it's like chaos. It's, you can't guarantee that that'll even, like that such a scenario will possible. ever ha- yeah. happen, right? So it'll be like, get 
get a hundred kills or something, even something as mundane as that. It's like, you don't even know if the game servers will be live by the time somebody is trying to get there or if that there's anybody even playing the game to get that many kills. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's point one, but point two, which is much, much more, um, uh, uh, pertinent to this conversation is I think that there should be a, another category of trophy called a challenge hmm. and or or whatever it doesn't matter but like I call them challenges so you should be able to say this is a challenge trophy and it doesn't go towards the the um the the platinum but it is on the list and so you could and I feel like these would be like those challenges so where you're saying hmm. like hey you these are things that are difficult to do more so than normal and so they don't go towards the platinum but for those who really want you could you know go for it these are here some additionals um, yeah. and i feel like that would solve their problem because in my opinion when i i platinum stuff i'll do sometimes what'll happen is i will get 99% of the trophies and i'll have one trophy that i need to get the platinum but it'll be one that's so hard compared right. to the other ones that i'm like i'm not gonna do this like um like you have to it? redo the whole game kind yeah, of thing there'll yeah. be ones where i have to play the game you'll have to do like two or three playthroughs just to get this one trophy and i have all the other trophies and i'm like this isn't worth my time just to get this other trophy into my that would be like a challenge right you're saying like i still want it in the list i don't want to get rid of it but i don't want it to count towards the platinum or in yeah. this case with your spider-man you want to be able to 100 percent the game and feel like you got that platinum trophy but it, but then you have these additional challenges. And yeah. PlayStation, if you're out there, this is a free idea. You can take it and run with it. Because honestly, I think this would make trophy hunting so much more. It would it would feel so much better because you'd be like, you know, like you'd feel good. And then you could people online like, you know, are going to be like, well, I want the I want to show how good I am. They'd be like, well, then you can say I got the platinum plus challenge or whatever. Like, you know, there's ways to like you can still show off how cool you are. Yeah. But. Um, everybody else can say like you know i got these these platinums and i honestly don't think it people will say oh that waters down the platinum um i disagree mostly because each game is so different on how difficult it is to get a platinum trophy one game like sony does sony games like sony studio games like spider-man and all that stuff um tend to be very like right where i would call the sweet spot where it's not too hard, not too easy, where you couldn't accidentally get the platinum, but it's not going to drive you insane trying to get it. Some games will drive you insane trying to get it, and some are yeah. way too easy. Like I was telling you about the ones that you can get a platinum in an hour. Um, those are like these like little indie games or like, you know, like maybe those, um, what are they called? The like story games where uh, like, you know, you select like a dialogue option, uh, yeah. like interactive book kind of thing. Yeah. Like those will have platinum trophies. And so then in my opinion, that already waters down the platinum trophy. So I don't think this would do anything to move that needle. Do it. Talk shit. Just to get a fucking platinum trophy to boost your stats, that's fucking sad. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? Greg Miller, we're calling you out. He does that. <laughs> that's garbage time statistics for fantasy football people. It's just, it is. It's it's funny it's, I'm, it's, you're padding the score. I'm just over here like the guy who just like doesn't care at all about the achievements but then i see like on steam that like one percent of players have done this one thing and i'm like nice yeah I'm like, yeah <laughs> i totally i was like i'm the one percent in <laughs> killing the donkey yep okay great 
Yeah, right? You pet the dog ten times. It'll be something super <laughs> random. Uh, 0.01%. <laughs> yes. Or like, okay, you killed the first boss. Yeah. You guys have both beat that. Uh, I haven't no. beat it, but we got pretty far. Okay. I'm so on. You guys, I, I saw the clip where you like can fight a squirrel. Like yeah, the squirrel yeah. And- yeah. That's in the beginning. It's in the beginning. It's in the beginning. No, <laughs> like we, the squirrel just told me to screw off, and I left. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah especially I, if yeah. you. Yeah, and you can like talk to animals. It, well, if you have that ability, you could talk to animals, and you could like basically like curse out these like squirrels and stuff. It's great. You can kick the squirrel too, like across the land. It's so. Funny. Yeah. That's like something one does, or if it's like a random achievement, I can totally see that being a trophy. Like I fought the squirrel and won. Like yeah, no, you exactly. gotta intentionally like decide to be an asshole to the squirrel <laughs> like but, it's not you know, just it, in that specific scenario you can you you like the selection to kick the squirrel though isn't clear how brutal you're about to be to the squirrel <laughs> it's like it's flies you could it's yeah, so funny. I forgot what the, the the actual thing is, but it's like don't put up with this shit. And you're like, all right, don't put up with this shit. And then you kick the squirrel, and you're like, ooh, like that was way more intense. <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah, yeah I just got. I just finished things. Act One last Boy. night. That was one of those things with the trophies, right? Like if that was a trophy, if you selected right. to kill the squirrel, then you'd have to probably do another playthrough, then, right? To then one hundred percent next time. And then, yeah, I don't well, technically, you don't have to do a playthrough you just have to load your save file but regardless okay. yeah but most people don't don't have a save file for every 10 minutes of the game you know what i mean yeah maybe uh, or, or or you have to go in knowing what the achievement was already yeah right exactly so, exactly yeah it, it, yeah achievements are i mean like you said though uh, a lot of people don't give a shit about achievements but a lot of people do and so it's like uh, you know at what point do you actually invest in the achievement system but i mean think about it i i really like the the achievements and xbox was the first person to ever do this so i gotta give them credit i remember when the xbox 360 came out and you had achievements for the first time and i remember going it was a big deal is brilliant because it gives because you know it's like it's a community thing and it's like i get to show off how freaking cool i am to the other nerds and show them how many points (laughs) that i have and how little time i actually spend outside touching grass and that's where you know that I mean? that's where that meme came from that's like achievement unlocked you know mm-hmm. the, you know you, i mean it might be an old meme now but like you know that was a thing like it was like oh achievement unlocked and it'd be the xbox 360 thing up the top yeah um, and then i remember world of warcraft doing it yeah i was, I was literally yeah. about to say my first yeah. interaction with achievements really because i didn't really play console was world of yeah. warcraft and Definitely. as someone who played like super hardcore vanilla, like I told you guys, like top five guild worldwide, like all this shit, like it was literally a fucking job, like 40 hours of grading. And um, <laughs> trust me, to do all of that, and then achievements came out later, and right, it didn't, like, it didn't... everything that you'd done. And you're like, and I was someone, I was the opposite of some of my buddies. My buddy's like, oh, I, I kept every tier set there in my bank. I, I want them. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I've had it. Like, I don't need it. I got the new <laughs> shit. So I'd always like delete it or like, you know, disenchant it or whatever. And so, yeah, like, it was just like literally everything I've been doing for this game for like years is like just no record of it at all. Even now they have all these achievements. So yeah. It really pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, I don't care. This is dumb at the time. And now I'm like, 
wow, I did this thing 10 years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, you like, can see like what the date was on it. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes perspectives change, you know. I do appreciate yeah. in like Counter-Strike, I have like the, I don't know if they still do it. I know I at least have the 10-year coin, so I think how long you've been a member of the community uh, that you can display. I thought that was kind of cool. I was like just mm-hmm, something yeah. through it. World of Warcraft, yeah. they did like a real life achievement. Um, I didn't get it because I canceled my subscription here and there. But if you were a subscriber for 15 years straight, they mailed everybody in that category a statue that you could only get if hmm. you were That's uh, really cool. literally at 15 straight years of subscription World of Warcraft. Wow. I love stuff like that. Like, uh, I did not Des- know that. Destiny 2 does something that I think is pretty cool that if you get, there's certain achievements in game that if you accomplish it, it I mean, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, but if you accomplish this achievement, it unlocks the ability to buy this item in a store. Yeah, you have to buy oh, the wow. item, but it's still kind of a cool thing to be like, like for instance, if you um, this, if you beat this raid, like the like most common one is if you beat a raid, um, then you unlock the raid jacket that you can buy that That's has like cool. the raid symbol and stuff like that. Or if you beat the raid on day one, you get like a, I think it's like a coin or something like that. And there's like, there's That's some cool, cool things. So you get these like physical things that, with it. Um, I think our dad actually has one of the jackets, which is, is, I mean, for some people, that's a really, you know, cool thing. Yeah, I think it's not for everyone, but yeah, well, I think this is a good time. Let's move on. Um, Did you guys see the reviews for Suicide Squad? Or I guess the I'm sad, man. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too optimistic, but like, I just want like. When I first saw the game, we're, we're, we're talking about Suicide Squad, uh, Kill the Justice League. That's going to be releasing what, like next month, or is it? Is it like a couple you know, months from now? It's pretty soon. I wanted to say it was February, but but I might be wrong. Um, so some early reviews have come in from IGN and other sources, and so it's really quickly. Do you want to read the quote? These what? are not reviews, everyone. This is the final preview. As the PR right, person, okay. you can organize these. So these are not scored reviews. Okay, okay. This okay. is a small Fair enough. subset of the game that um, whomever is creating this game sent out or allowed media to play. So it's probably only the first like two or three hours at the most. But yeah, it's yeah. final preview. But do you want to read? Do you want to read the quote from IGN? I think it was like kind of funny. I, I love this. We played yeah, Suicide just... Squad, killed the Justice League, and didn't like it. <laughs> Very few yep. point. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, it kind of tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> Just like, uh, and like, I don't know. Like, the more I read about it, the more I was like, yeah, that's kind of just the unfortunate. Like, I'm not surprised. Like, reality of it. So, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think my uh, old colleagues at 47, who I'm assuming are doing the PR for this game because it's Warner Brothers, are are freaking not out. Very happy. With that headline, I was like, God damn it, IGN, why are you doing that? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, like, as a PR person in this industry, you know, it just, it is what it is. You just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Rocksteady has been having a little bit of trouble. They're the ones who developed this. And they, the last, so like, they're, they're known for making really good games, like Batman Arkham. Uh, Knights, uh, Arkham City, Ar- well, Arkham oh. Asylum was the first one. Um, all those games, and then they came out with um, I forgot which one. I forgot what it was called. Was it Arkham Knights? Whatever the last one was. Arkham Knights is the most latest one. Yeah, that's the one where they you play as um, Batman's everyone wards. but Batman. 
Yeah, everyone but <laughs> Batman. And that one came out with like kind of I remember it being just like kind of okay as well. Uh and because they started adding these kind of like RPG elements to the game. Yeah. And so this was kind of in my opinion, this one seemed like it was gonna be just more of that. Just now you play as the bad guys. And it's like that one didn't work. So kind of this one, I'm not really surprised that this one isn't going to work either. Like they're trying to change the formula, which I can respect because you can't just stick to the same thing always. But like the gameplay for this never looked fantastic. Like to me, it always looked like that um, linear action game where you would like, I I know it's open world, um, so it's not actually linear, but like it, it looked like to me, like the kind of thing that like. It's open world and is like, oh. but it reminded me of like Marvel's Avengers, you know? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think we talked about it a little bit on a previous podcast where it's, it's this Marvel's Avengers thing where like you're taking these characters and you're trying to traverse like these huge like little cityscapes and that ends up being like 95% of what you do. And then you get to the enemy and it's just like XXXXXXX button smashing. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, that to me, that's what I kind of, worst case scenario, was expecting from this game. So hopefully, you know, that's not the case. It kind of seems like it is, though. Uh, what what would you guys expect if you wanted this to be, if you expected this to come out, like, good? Like, what what would you like to see? Like, what would be different? Because right now it just looks like, yeah, you just play as these heroes and you just beat up the Justice League. And yeah. is, while that sounds like it could be cool, it sounds very one-dimensional to me. Uh, yeah. You know, like, you're just hunting down these people. Like, what would you like to see if it was to yeah. be considered better? I think I think they need to reduce the scope a little bit of how they approach this. I don't think every game needs to be an open-world, like, Spider-Man experience. And I think a game like this probably is um, hurt a lot by trying to spend a lot of time and resources opening the world. I think they could... I think back of like N64 or uh, old arcade beat 'em up games, right? Where you have four characters on the same screen, you're running around just beating people up. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what this game needed needs to be. It needs to be this like cooperative beating each other up kind of game, mm-hmm. not a uh where's Harley Quinn? Okay, cool. Where's Shark? Where's Okay, wait. Deadshot shoots. So he's on a roof somewhere he's not even close to the objective okay who's on the objective well no one's on the object like i i feel like it's going to be a lot like marvel's avengers where it's Mm -hmm. really on i don't know it like it's just chaos it's just chaos and and not innovative Mm -hmm. but i love these characters and i want it to succeed so i'll probably end up still giving them my money and uh, sorry kill me gaming community but i just i don't know i i hope i hope they can figure out something uh, that was going to be my follow-up question is are you guys interested in this at all but i, I guess you are i i really had no attention I mean, maybe I'm yeah. zero, like i don't know like i've heard so many good things about arkham and the series and i love batman he's arguably my favorite superhero but i don't know like i just don't have any interest in playing this game like mm-hmm. i think yeah. like this will actually probably a good transition um is that like there's just so many games that mm-hmm. it's just like I have to be like super excited about it, you know, yeah, or it yeah. has to like just be like 
you have to play this game because it is like industry changing, you know? And like, yeah, that hasn't like got me to want to install Baldur's Gate three yet. Cause it's not really my type of game, but yeah, that's Spider-Man for me, you know, like uh, yeah. that's um, where cyberpunk is at. Like I have to play it because it's just, you know, a great game at this point. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't have any interest in this one. Yeah. I mean, perfect segue. So um, into our next story. So a, uh, an article on GameIndustry.biz by Brendan Sinclair titled Nacon Exec says industry's problem is too many games. And so, so I I agree with you. Like you have to be very selective on what you play and what you pay your $60 for. And, you know, like we have kids, so yeah. it's it's like we're very limited in the time that we have to play games. And so it's like, you know, um, th- here, th- I, there's a couple of quotes in here that I actually want to read, but this one I think is a good starting point. It says, this is by the executive, um, whose name I'll have to find in here somewhere, but, uh, c- clerk, it just, I'm sorry. I was the first time he's mentioned in the article, it will have his full name and title. You know, normally it does that, but he's kind of at the top. Uh, so Benoit clerk, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Benoit? Benoit? Anyways, he says, when you look at Steam, some days there are 50 or 60 game releases in one day, only so it's more difficult to get enough traction to expose a game. We're seeing releases that are without a day one, to use the old retail expression, without any exposure of a title that has been properly marketed. So basically, he's just saying, like... There's a flood of games, and to get yours pulled out is to to shine. It really has to shine, and it's hard when yeah. there's a lot of AAA publishers um, out there. And you know, and I I pretty much agree with that. Like you know, as a game developer, I mean, how many like indie games do you know are released like every day, or like you know, RPG maker games are pushed onto Steam, and it just gets lost in the flood. I mean, obviously yeah. there must be a yeah, there must be a market for some of these, but it's it's you know, if everybody can publish freely it's it's very hard to decide what to play i mean even if you remove the indie games out of the equation there's still so many games like if you look at the official lineup for the month there's like at any given time there's like 10 or 15 major titles being released and you just yeah, can't I say i don't even all. think we need to talk about like indie development i think yeah. we could talk about all triple a development and how many studios i mean like think about it like in terms of like film or movies like how many like independent films have you watched in the last year? You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. in video gaming, there's actually a greater chance that your vi- indie video game gets some exposure. Like how many indie games have I played in the last year? A couple like, but I can't say I've seen any indie films over the last couple mm-hmm. of years. So I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of like a interesting like topic. Um, too many, you know, it's like, is there too much art in the world? I mean, that's like, you know, it's kind of like a, how do I, you know, like a philosophical discussion that like we we don't want to, don't even want to get into? But I think to me the more greater topic is just taking your time uh, on that game and and doing it right instead of releasing it and then trying to update it. And I know this is a topic we've talked about before, um, but like you know, I just feel like there's a lot of games out there that are being released ahead of time um, and just not and like taking a really great ip or a really great idea and then just kind of like floundering it because Mm -hmm. you guys released it before it wasn't ready um Mm -hmm. topic of kind of what his discussion was about about how like there's so much access to being able to post your own like you know uh 
game, but I don't know. To me, that's I, I don't care if a million people are making games uh, as long as they're all good and worth people's time. I think that's awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there's yeah. an interesting part, uh, quote here. Sorry, Dustin, I'll come back because I think that you'll have a lot to say after this. But um, so sadly, you know, we've had a lot of like layoffs lately. Um, and it's kind of a correction in the market from COVID. And I do take the stance that I think it's mismanagement um, and executives fault for not being able to like realize that that correction was coming. But either way, um, there's a quote here. Where he says, there are too many games currently on the market. We're seeing today the results of investments made after COVID when the market was bursting and every game was making a lot of money. So there were a lot of investments being made. This is two or three years after that. So the games we're seeing now in the market were financed in a time when there were simply too many for customers to be able to play them. Uh, so I, I've basically he's, he's saying like I, there's more now than normal, even so, because of that, that like bubble, I guess, that was forming during COVID for the gaming industry. Um, and that it's even harder now, which is why we're seeing all these layoffs and why we're seeing um, like we had like this really good year last year in video games, you know, a lot of big titles released. And then this year, if you look at the lineup, um, it's not as impressive. So it's kind of, you know, the, the flux of the industry. And I mean, does you like, is that, sorry, go ahead. Ask me a question. No, I was just going to say, you're right. Like, this is what you've been saying all along. Yeah, so one thing you have to remember too, right? Like everyone's like, oh yeah, like this is such a huge gear year for gaming, like hundred billion dollar industry, blah, 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 most sales ever. But like I'd be really curious to look at the market share of the actual games, mm-hmm. uh, of those earnings, right? Like I'd say mm-hmm. like the top ten top ten selling games, which are probably all triple A big studios. Hogwarts like Legacy, uh you know, God of War. Zelda, you know, uh those games probably ate up like eighty percent of the total market share of like games sold. Um, maybe not that, maybe not quite that high, but a huge chunk. I guarantee it's a huge chunk of of sales. So it's like, yeah, there are a lot of money being spent on games, but that doesn't mean like if you're falling outside of like those top 10, 15 games that came out, like you might have like a very small revenue actually compared yeah. to like a Spider-Man or a Baldur's Gate or a Zelda, you know, um, Mario Wonder. Like these games did huge fucking numbers, um, 10 million plus copies each probably, you know. So it's like, yeah, I mean, the smaller indies, they don't need to sell as much to make as much, obviously. But, um, you know, you can't just look at that end number saying $100 billion in, uh, industry and say, well, every... Mm-hmm company is making money or every company is making hand over fist right it's not distributed evenly yeah it's not collective bargaining where like the industry made this much (laughs) everybody who is like sag afra if if there was a virgin great gets like a cut you know that that's not the case so i do find it um i was just actually maybe i was telling you guys but i know i told some other friends too that it is like getting ridiculous with the layoffs you know like i like the studios stuff like I can understand to a certain extent because of what we just talked about. Like games were out of control during the pandemic companies overhired. Now they're kind of correcting back to what it was pre pandemic. But then you see like companies like Twitch laying off 35% right. of their staff. That's you see Discord huge. cutting 17% yeah. of their staff. Yeah. And I'm just like, how, how are are it? like it's almost, and uh, my 
my partner, Sean, for Ember, my PR agency, um, we were actually talking about this. So I guess like three or four years ago, I forgot who he mentioned, but someone put out a book about how they did like a bunch of layoffs and it basically like rejuvenated their company and they saw all this pro- uh, productivity and profits from it. And like, it was kind of like after that, when you started hearing like more rumblings of like layoffs and it's almost like right now that companies are just like, Oh, we're just going to lay people off because look at all these other companies that have laid people off survived are still creating good content. So like, why are we having this big staff? Like let's shed people, maximize profits, have people work a little bit harder, like Tyler, you know, like now you're doing all this extra shit. You know, it's like if they can, you know, if you have 100 people in your company and you save, you know, 10 spots at $100,000 a person or whatever, that's a million dollars. You know, you're saving a year that's going Just, towards your stakeholders or your CEO yeah. bonus or whatever it could be going towards. So I think it's really fucked up. I just, And I also think that right now we're at a state, too, where so many companies are doing layoffs that, like, you're not going to be in the news cycle very long. Like Twitch did layoffs yeah. and the very next day Discord did. And so all the people bitching about Twitch, now instantly it's all transitioning over to Discord. So you had yeah. one really bad day of news for Twitch cutting a third of its staff. And then it's just kind of like moving on because now the next company, big yeah. company did layoffs and the next one will do layoffs. Yeah. And so I mean, it's like, Unity just- laid off like 2000 people. We're not talking about that anymore. You know? Yeah, Unity exactly. Like, yeah, Unity really benefited because Unity happened and then Twitch happened right after. And like, Twitch was an even bigger cut. It's a much more well-known company. How um, do you do that? How do you cut a third of your staff? Like, I, I, I don't understand how that's possible. Like, and keeping I mean, your company like running. Well, one thing too is it's like we're talking about poor management, right? Uh, being a factor, is it? Poor management also being able to not be able to staff that many people and having to cut because you've made bad decisions. But could you even look at it from a standpoint of like, was it a bad management decision expanding or um, to that level of staff in the first place? You know, like, did Mm -hmm. you make a bad decision on even blowing it up to have that many people? Um, You know, so it's kind of a different way to even look at it. It's still obviously management fault, but it's like... You know, there's definitely a worry. You know, we've, I've seen tons on LinkedIn where people are like, oh, I got laid off after four months of being here. And that's wow. just fucking mind blowing to me because you're like, yeah, how could you have not known like three or four months ago that you were going to be doing cuts? You know, like yeah. why was this position even available? So, you know, like there was an interview I did recently uh, last year and the company was at the during the process was like, oh, like, you know, we've decided not to bring that role in and it was a bummer because I was at the very end of the process and I was like almost, I ended up telling the recruiter, I was like, this is really surprising because I was expecting an offer to be coming through any day. Like I thought we were at the end, of, like this was happening. And, um, but as much as that sucked, I would much rather have been told in that moment that like, Hey, this position's not actually a fit for the company right now. Then be there for three months and then them say, Hey, yeah, sorry, that would be insane. So not, I fit for the company right now, you know, so realign um, your whole life. Yeah. Just to get fired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, layoffs are just, in my opinion. So like, imagine if you made a mistake at work that cost the jobs of 2000 people, you'd be fired. You'd be fired. Like if you made that mistake, they would, they wouldn't even think two seconds about it. You'd be fired, but executives can make these mistakes and they get bonuses 
for then making these layoffs and saving money. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. A and bonus which could pay for all the people that were fired. Yeah, or like a good chunk of them, right? Like, it's it's absolutely mind-boggling because the people who are punished are not the people who made the decision, which is the, yeah. the worst part of this whole thing, is that you're punishing all these people for something they have literally no control over. And I, and I know, like, like in very rare cases, yes, layoffs are a necessity in business sometimes. Sometimes it's just there's nothing you can do about it. But I would argue this these last couple of years is not that. It is like what is happening is so I, uh, uh, the way a lot of businesses work is that because they're greedy, they basically take out loans on their predicted evaluation of the next year's profits. So they take out a loan saying, hey, next year, this is how much money we're going to make. And uh, that's how they do their payroll. And so then they say, okay, now we can add X, Y, and Z number of people. Um, new job positions are open. So they hire all these people. And if they don't hit those numbers, then they lay off people. Or if they... Um, or if they, if their shareholders say that they need higher revenue to boost up their their stock prices for whatever reason, they lay off people to artificially inflate their revenue. So every single one of these decisions has absolute the the downstream people have no have no control over it. It's literally just people making greedy decisions and making bad calls because they easily could have like these companies like. I, they're not the, these executives are not stupid they're very well informed they have a billion people you know i'm, I'm embellishing there but like a, a lot of people, people they have a lot of people One uh, give, of the population of the world yeah. <laughs> everyone they they have a ton of people feeding them all these statistics and data on their company and their finances and they have all these consulting firms that do this and so they know like hey this is a temporary year because of covid this is artificially inflated and we, it's it's not going to last. They knew that. They knew that going in, and so they knew they were going to have to lay people off. They don't care because they were going to take that time frame and maximize their revenue in that time frame. And then at the end, when it was over, they're like, "We'll just lay everybody off." Like they know what they're doing, and it's yeah. very unethical. There's, very sociopathic. <laughs> yeah, it's sociopathic because there's. I guarantee you, every single one of those companies knew that those layoffs were coming when they hired that that new flush of people there's no way they didn't know because they'll say like there's no way this is maintainable they knew that that big jump wasn't going to stay and it it's infuriating that nothing is can be done about it for them like they're, 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 there's no punishment they're not getting fired they're not even getting they're still getting their bonuses they might even got a better bonus because of this stuff it's so yep. aggravating and i feel like the entire community feels this way and there's nothing we can do about it because if we vote with our wallets, the devs get hurt anyways. The executives don't get aren't the only ones, right? In fact, the executives are usually the last people to get affected by this stuff. So there's like literally nothing we can do. And they're they're private companies or publicly traded companies. So there's you know unless you're a billionaire who can go in and buy up a bunch of shares of this company and fire people, there's nothing you could do. And it's it's Discord that they gave everybody who was laid off five months of severance. Which is pretty wild. Uh, that's a wild amount of severance. When I got laid off, I got that three is. weeks. And I had to fight for the third week. I was really originally going to get two. There's a senior director, which, you know, 
as you get higher up the food chain, those jobs get harder to find because there's just less of them. So as a senior director, I had three weeks of severance, which made it almost impossible to not have a gap in employment. Um, so the fact that you have everyone five months, like it still sucks getting laid off, but at least like there's an acknowledgement there, like, hey, it takes time to find a new job. So we are going to like give you basically pay through June. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Still sucks. Yeah, people that's off. nice of them. A little but, positive uh, note. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Discord, I like, I, I remember, like, it feels like it was yesterday that Discord was like the new thing, you know? So yeah. It's just kind of funny <laughs> that it's like absolutely groundbreaking genre, you know, defining in its sense of uh, video game communications. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's another platform that even competes with it at this point. Is there like. Nah, nope. Nope. I mean, it's back just in the Discord day, now. We had TeamSpeak. Ventrilo, TeamSpeak. Yeah, that's where the OGs. Yeah. And then yeah. like, this is obviously <laughs> on crack version. Um, I mean, I use this for work. Like, my business partner and I, we communicate through mm-hmm. Discord. We have an Ember uh, Discord server. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, we don't have Slack or anything like that. We just use that. It's free. It has everything we need. We do our meetings in there. We can do video chat, share screen, everything we need to do. So it's great, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It does make you exactly. wonder, like, how the fuck do they monetize Discord? Like, really monetize, you know? Like, Nitro, obviously, yeah. things like that. But They have yeah, that store patterns. now that, like, nobody's going to buy things on. Yeah, so they got to figure out a way to make more money from the platform, which I've always wondered how the fuck they make money from this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been. That's the thing is they they haven't been for a long time. They just have been using their venture capitalist money. <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. We'll have, we're gonna have, start having banner ads and fucking Discord servers. Uh, I know, of right? course, until you pay for them to go away. Which I honestly, honestly I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. hate. Yeah, either. I had to watch a trailer every time I went on a server. That would piss me off. <laughs> you, you join your audio channel and it's like, first watch this sixty second video. <laughs> You're like, ah. You're so mad. Or but, in the uh, audio chat, and all of a sudden it starts playing an ad. <laughs> yeah, it's like it pauses our our fucking conversation and like it like Pandora. Yeah, pops on. Yeah. You know, that would be the worst. Uh, death. That'd be the death of Discord. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of ads, um, well, we don't have any ads, and, <laughs> but I think this is probably good good time to to wrap things up. So thank you everybody for listening. Um, and don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes, which is every Tuesday oh, morning. Let's do rant really quick. Two seconds. Two Ooh. seconds. All right. All right. It's rant away. Rant away. Gaming related. We were talking earlier about companies who have so much money that they take advantage of their, com- their, their consumer. And they don't care if they lose a person or two. And I just want to say, fuck you round one, your arcade in the mall. And I went there yesterday to spend, I have a card with $15 with a credit on it. And um, they changed their cards. And so now my card is worthless. And I went up there, I was like, hey, my card's not working. Like, oh, we got new cards. And I was like, well, can you transfer my credits? I have like 15 bucks. Like, no, there's nothing we can do. It's just worthless now. It's like like, illegal. And then I was like, right? Yeah, I was like, if this card doesn't work, can you at least give me the new card for free? Because the cards cost $2. And the guy's like, no, you have to buy a new one. I'm like, are you fucking serious? I was so that seems illegal. I was Dang, super. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen because they just took your fifteen bucks and then voided it, right? Yeah, and like this was like a year ago. I was like, no, it wasn't because I literally been here like six months ago. Like this bullshit. So I was really upset. So that's my rant. Oh, and I'm good. All right, that's a good way to. That's a good ending rant. Then all right, I'm gonna say it I again. Thank it. you for listening. <laughs> Don't forget to follow, subscribe to be noted 
notified for new episodes. The best way to support us is to follow us on social media, on YouTube and Instagram, um, soon also probably on Twitch. Um, we post new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. on podcast services and YouTube. You can also find us on Instagram, Threads, and YouTube at Pixelated Realms Podcast. Thank you all very much. See everyone.